Hey there, it's Clay with ModernLove.Life, where we help you get the great loving relationship that you're looking for without having to play mind games, without having to play hard to get, and without having to pretend to be someone or something that you are not, because I believe that you deserve to be loved for the person that you are. And if you agree with me, do me a favor, support this channel by giving this video a thumbs up and by subscribing if you are not already a subscriber. Make sure that you hit that bell icon next to the subscribe button so that you can get notifications next time we go live. Anyway, um, also, if you are not already, please make sure you're over on our newsletter as well, too. That's over at relationshipinnergame.com where we can send you some more uh, relationship insights based on your situation, based off of what you're going through. Um, so make sure you're on that, too, as well. Anyway, today we're talking about what it means when your ex says that they are not ready for a relationship or that they don't want a relationship. Why does your ex say this and um, what exactly is going on? So first of all, um, generally speaking, if you are interacting with your ex, you're, there's a couple different possibilities. There's number one, your ex and you have recently gone through a breakup and um, you're trying to reach out to them and they're not very responsive and eventually you know kind of like when you poke a bear long enough eventually that thing's gonna wake up and it's gonna you know snarl at you and come at you with some sort of uh, aggression and that can be one instance when your ex says that they're not ready for a relationship it's when you have um, the emotional connection between the two of you is very weak very strained due to potentially some behaviors that you had directly after the breakup or maybe some hurt feelings that are still there um, from the breakup, from the relationship beforehand. And in, the, in situations like this, obviously you need to clean up whatever is keeping your ex from even being open to interacting with you. You know, they may say things like, I don't want a relationship, just leave me alone, things like that. And that's definitely one instance where that can be the case. Um, but the one that I really want to talk about today is more about when you're actually interacting with your ex. You're having um, fairly positive interactions. The two of you are coming closer together. The two of you are spending time together, texting back and forth together, whatever the case may be. And then your ex tells you that they don't want a relationship, but they still are obviously interacting with you, still obviously spending time with you, still, still obviously doing things together with you. And in cases like this, it, what's going on is that there's not enough of an emotional foundation between the two of you to really allow your ex to start to envision a future with you. Okay, now don't get me wrong, your ex does enjoy interacting with you, they are having a good time most likely. But the thing that's going on is that their mind is so far in the future, they're asking themselves questions like, what is this leading up to? Where is this going? Are we going to get back together? All of these sorts of things. And I know that you're probably really excited and wanting them to ask themselves these sorts of questions. And so that's fine, but they're not at a place where they have that emotional foundation beneath them, between the two of you, um, where they're actually equipped to answer those questions in a way that you would probably like them to. Now there's a, a thing called the law of consistency, which says that we're likely to act consistently with prior actions that we've taken. So if your ex has broken up with you and um, 
they're acting in accordance with the law of consistency. They're going to act congruently with somebody who has uh, broken up with you, which means that when they're backed into the corner, when they start asking themselves these difficult questions like, what's this all leading up to? Where is this going? All these questions about the future and they don't have that emotional foundation beneath them, they're going to fall back on the law of consistency, which means they're going to stay broken up with you. They're going to say things like, I'm not ready for a relationship right now. Um, and so what's important to realize is that you want to continue to build up those interactions in the present moment. The more you can have positive interactions with your ex in the present moment, the stronger that emotional foundation between the two of you is going to become. And the stronger that emotional foundation between the two of you becomes, the more equipped your ex will be to answer these sorts of questions. So what you really want to do is you want to bring your ex's attention from the future, from this, um, you know, potentially anxiety-inducing question of what's this leading up to? Where is this going? Why are we spending time together? Are we dating? Are we going to get back together? Am I giving this person the wrong impression? Pull back their attention from the future and just focus it on the present moment. Just enjoy having interactions together in the present moment. Whenever you notice their attention going off into the future, just say, hey, it seems like your thoughts are somewhere else. Let's just enjoy this time that we have together. Let's just take things day by day. Let's not worry about what this is all leading up to. Things of that nature. And that will help to refocus your ex on the present moment so that they can continue to enjoy the interactions that you're having um, without having to ask themselves all of these questions that, quite frankly, they're not equipped to answer just yet. And of course, there is also the consideration that, you know, yeah, they, they might not be actually ready for a relationship yet beyond what we've just talked about. You know, they may still have their emotions very raw, very fresh, very um, up in the air as the result of the, the, the breakup that you had and the interactions that you had. They may still have those emotions that they're still working through. And so, again, that's one of the aspects of building that emotional foundation. That's one of those aspects of really developing that connection with them so that they feel more comfortable opening up to you. They feel more comfortable talking to you about the pain they're going through, about the feelings that they're having, about the uncertainty that they're having, about the indecision that they're going through, about the things that are going through their mind. And the more open and honest the two of you can be, about things like that, the closer you're going to get to one another when it comes to your bonding, your relationship, your connection with one another, and all of that. So anyway, um, when your ex isn't ready for a relationship, they really don't need you to be trying to force them to play their hand. They don't need you to be trying to force them to to yeah yeah be centered like what um like what Jeff says there be centered yeah you wanna you wanna stay centered and in the present moment um, rather than you getting lost in where this is leading as well too because if both of you are lost in the future then the I mean the train is most likely gonna get derailed um, so you need to absolutely stay centered and present in the moment obviously. But when they are starting to drift out into the future, you need to rein them back in and keep their focus on the present moment so that you can build up that emotional foundation and connection between the two of you so that you possibly can get back together and so that you can um, have that connection in place so that when your ex starts to ask themselves these questions of where's this going, 
they actually have enough positive emotion built up between the two of you that they say, oh, well, you know, we do get along pretty well. Maybe we should get back together. And that's where this can all lead to. But you can't try and force them to play their hand before they're ready. You can't try and force them to commit to you before they have that emotional capacity ready themselves. You have to build up the emotional foundation first. And when that happens, that's when your ex will be ready for a relationship. Anyway, hope you've liked this, uh, this little bit of a rant beginning to, to this video. Um, if you like what we're doing, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel if you're not already. It really helps to support the channel. It helps to uh, tell YouTube that, yeah, you like my videos and that they should show my videos to more people. So it really does help hit that like button. Um, and if you're not already, please make sure that you're also on our newsletter over at relationshipinnergame.com so I can send you updates about what's going on, about new videos that we post, about um, new courses that we're teaching, and so on and so forth. So anyway, that's over there as well too. So let's get into the, into the chat section for today. Um, yesterday, I thought I would try and answer some of the um, chat questions that people were asking before we went live, but I think people, I, I don't know, maybe they didn't see it after it went live or something like that. So um, I don't know, maybe there's some sort of technical glitch. So I'm intentionally not answering those questions until right now, the Q&A section. So let's get into this. Um, hey Clay, thanks for your advice. Uh, you've really inspired me to work on myself and find someone better, somebody who really cares and will never play mind games and hurt me. Um, that's what Amira says. Well, thanks for that, uh, that feedback, Amira. Yeah, I mean, oftentimes a lot of people will end up in relationships with people that, that um, let's just say are unable or unwilling to give them the kind of connection or relationship that they're looking for. And when they end up going through a breakup with that person, oftentimes people will have an instinctive reaction of wanting to save that relationship. And I want to make this clear because I know that I'm a little bit known as a, as a you know, save your relationship kind of guy here. But um, I don't think that every relationship should be saved. I don't think that it's worthwhile to save every relationship, um, even if you have that possibility. Before you do that, you need to stop and look at what kind of relationship you want, what kind of partner you want, what kind of life do you want to live with this person? And then realistically ask yourself, is this the kind of person, is my ex the kind of person that can give me that? Is my ex the kind of person that has the capacity to give me these sorts of things? Or are we just sort of drawn together because we have some sort of um, congruent wounds that sort of fit together in some certain way such that we continuously validate each other's beliefs? Like they think that, you know, all women are needy and smothering and I think that all men are distant and avoidant and so therefore like we somehow reaffirm each other's beliefs in some sort of unhealthy dynamic. Like if that's the case, uh, then maybe that's not the right relationship for you. And it's best to find somebody who actually is capable and willing to give you the kind of love and relationship and be the kind of partner that you're looking for in your life. So uh, thanks for sharing that, Amira. Um, let's see, Ross says, I had asked a question yesterday. Yeah, I answered that in the, in the chat section. I don't know if you saw that. I did that before we went live, so I don't know if that carried over into the replay of the video. But anyway, um, he says, 
She left me for somebody else a year ago, uh, this past weekend. So I guess this weekend um, was the one year anniversary of when she left. We still go to coffee together. She said that she thinks we will get back together, but she said that she doesn't know um, when. I'm confused. I have gone no contact for the past three weeks. Should I stay in contact or wait for her? Um, I've used your advice using your program. Have to admit that I am getting frustrated but willing to wait. Okay, so when it comes to no contact, um, what you don't need to just do no contact all the time. I know that in this space, in videos such as this, in probably the recommended videos section that's showing up over here for you right now, you probably are seeing a lot, or maybe down below, depending on if you're on your phone or a computer, um, you're probably seeing a lot of videos from, probably not me, but probably from other people that are telling you that you should always do no contact no matter what. And I want you to know that that is not my belief. My belief is that no contact does have its time and place, but you don't just need to do no contact all the time in every single situation. Um, it frustrates me to see a lot of people turn their brain off and just do no contact. What I want you to do is I want you to keep your brain on and I want you to feel into the situation between you and your ex and say, okay, does it make sense for us to do no contact? Now, how do you know if it does make sense to do no contact or not? Well, no contact should only be done if interacting between you and your ex, if those interactions are actually hurting the emotional connection between the two of you and causing the two of you to grow further and further apart. If, if the interactions are causing you to grow further and further apart, it just says, hey, something isn't working in how those interactions are playing out. Maybe it's you, maybe it's them, maybe it's something about the dynamic between the two of you, I don't know. But if you keep doing it, you're likely to continue to keep driving each other further and further apart. So it's good to do some no contact in situations like that so that you can step away, say, hey, what wasn't working? Is there something that I need to change in how I'm bringing myself to these interactions? Does my ex just maybe need some time and space to work through some stuff of their own? Maybe a little bit of both, maybe something else entirely. Um, but if interacting between you and your ex is actually bringing the two of you closer and closer and closer together, then I don't see any reason to actually do no contact. I mean, something's working, why mess it up by cutting contact and uh, throwing the whole situation into uncertainty? Um, in cases like that, where interactions are actually bringing the two of you closer on an emotional level, you don't need to do no contact because something's already working. Keep doing what's working. Keep building up that emotional foundation between the two of you. Um, Ross, in addition to that uh, when your ex is getting together for you with coffee, saying things like, I think we'll get back together at some point, but I don't know when, what that is telling me is that your ex needs more of that emotional foundation underneath the two of you, unlike I was talking about in the earlier segment of this video. Um, and what your ex needs to experience is, well, number one, let's, let's look at this from a big picture. So there's really three important things that your ex needs in order to want to get back together with you. The first is they need to know that they're not walking back into the same relationship that they walked out of in the first place. They need to know that whatever caused the two of you to break up in the first place is no longer a problem. So does that mean that they 
you know, trust you again? Does that mean that, um, you know, they know that you're going to follow through on what you say you're going to do? Does that mean that uh, the two of you are going to be more open and transparent with one another? I mean, like, I don't know. But whatever caused the two of you to break up, you need to do whatever you need to do to make sure that that's not an issue moving forward. Maybe that means you need to work on how you're bringing yourself to the interaction. Maybe that means that the two of you need to somehow uh, co-create a system where the two of you can communicate better. I mean, like, I don't know. But whatever caused the two of you to break up, that needs to be fixed. The second thing you need to do is you need to actually have the interactions between you and your ex feel good on an emotional level. It's not just enough for them to know that they're not walking back into the same relationship that they walked out of, but they need to know that they can actually enjoy being with you and have a good experience of being in a relationship with you, of interacting with you. And this is where a lot of the, the you know advanced relational skills and a lot of the emotional connection stuff that I talk about really comes into play. The stronger that emotional connection comes into play mixed with the understanding that, hey, this is not the same dynamic that I walked out of that ended in a breakup, that's usually enough to get people to get back together with one another. But the third factor is um, just little pragmatic things that may be keeping the two of you apart, such as, for example, maybe your ex is in a rebound relationship, maybe the two of you have moved apart and you're in a long distance sort of thing and, you know, maybe that needs to be resolved in some capacity. Maybe they need to um, work up the courage to actually tell their friends and family that the two of you are starting to see one another again because, you know, it can be kind of embarrassing to tell everybody that you broke up with your ex and then, you know, the two of you are starting to date again and you need to tell everybody that you're dating again, but you're kind of worried. It's like, well, should I tell them? Because what if we end up breaking up again? You have to have a good, solid confidence in that dynamic, in that relationship before um, your ex is going to feel comfortable telling the people in their life that the two of you are dating again because they don't want to come across as somebody who's, you know, that kind of like hot mess who always has this relationship drama of like, oh, we're, we're back together, we're broken up, we're back together, we're broken up. They don't want to probably be perceived in that way by the people in their life. So they really want to understand that this is a uh, relationship that they can put their faith and confidence into. Um, so those are the three things. Again, that's they need to know they're not walking back into the same relationship they walked out of in the first place. They need to enjoy interacting with you and any sort of uh, pragmatic considerations need to be resolved. I, I call that stuff friction, you know, things that might create friction between the two of you. Um, so anyway, Ross, uh, those are the main things that I would consider when it comes to where things are between you and your ex and what you might need to focus on. Again, I'm not intimately familiar with your situation, but those are the things that I would really look at. Um, does your ex know that you're not the same person she broke up with? How is the emotional connection between you and her? Is it getting stronger or weaker? And are there any sort of logistical, pragmatic things that are standing between the two of you. Um, let's go ahead and see the other questions. Okay, we have um, Daddy's Girl who says, uh, my ex wants a lovely and sexual relationship but isn't ready for commitment. What should I do? Okay, so you want to be careful about this because oftentimes people will focus on the physical connection that they have with their ex. And don't get me wrong, the physical connection is definitely important and it's definitely a uh, you know consideration. But 
I also know that there are a lot of people that are absolutely terrified of being put in the friend zone of uh, just ending up as some sort of platonic friend or something like that. And I, you know, talk about why you don't need to worry about that in other videos, but not the time or place for, for that conversation. But anyway, this causes a lot of people to laser focus in on um, the physical aspect of their relationship. And oftentimes this, uh, this can cause them to neglect the emotional connection. That way they think, or at least my understanding of how they think, is that um, if I can just make sure that I'm not in the friend zone, then everything else is gonna fall into place. But that's not necessarily the case because if the physical side of the connection is nurtured, but the emotional side is neglected, you can often end up as you know friends with benefits or um, yeah, let's just leave it at that. I want to keep this, you know, family friendly in terms of the language here. So, um, um, yeah, you might end up with friends with benefits or something like that. And if that's fine, then okay. But if that's not what you're looking for, then you need to make sure that you're nurturing the emotional connection between you and your ex as well, too. Um, now, uh, should you be exploring that physical side of your connection with your ex? That really depends on your own personal boundaries. That really depends on... Uh, what's important to you and what's not important to you. But if you are coming at this from the mindset of if we sleep together, then he'll want to commit to me, then just know that you're exploring that physical side of things with strings attached. And that kind of drifts into a, um, a dangerous place, what we call covert contracts. Um, where, where basically you have this sort of unspoken agreement in your mind that says, you know, if we sleep together, then you'll fall in love with me again. Or if I'm really nice to you and say yes to everything that you want, then you'll never leave me. Or um, if I bend over backwards and I'm really accommodating to you and your friends, then you'll do the same for me and you'll be really nice to my friends or things of that nature. And there's nothing wrong with these sorts of agreements if they're verbally spoken out loud and if both people have some sort of understanding about it. But when it comes to covert contracts, the other person generally does not uh, know that you're making this agreement with them in your own mind. And so what happens is it's a perfect setup for you to get really, really, really frustrated and for you to not get your needs met. So, you know, going back to what you've described there, uh, daddy's girl, if that is your real name. Um, if you sleep with him with the expectation that he's going to get back into a relationship with you, he is probably going to enjoy that, but um, he may not believe that he needs to commit to you or be in a relationship in order to continue that dynamic, which is just going to cause you to feel a sense of frustration and a sense of resentment towards him, where as he's going to sense you pulling away, he's going to sense that the, that the dynamic between the two of you is starting to get a little wobbly, and he's going to um, start to enjoy himself less, which is just going to create more friction and more conflict between the two of you as the situation starts to spiral out of control. So that's why it's really important that you know your own limits. And if you are considering doing this with strings attached, then I would strongly encourage you to take a step back and to reevaluate if this is something that you want to do. But, you know, again, you want to make sure that you simultaneously nurture the emotional side of the connection between you and your ex, um, not just simply the physical side. Anyway, 
hope that helps you out. Uh, what else are folks talking about? Hey Clay, my ex was hot and cold before and now she went silent. I don't know what to do or what she is thinking about. Please help. Yeah, okay, so um, oftentimes your ex may do what's called a positive pullback, right? So when they have interactions between the two of you, oh, well, let's take a step back here. So there's the hot and cold thing. Um, I, I, I mentioned that in yesterday's video. I'll put a video card up to that up there, but that kind of explains the confusion that your ex may be going through. Now, when your ex is hot and cold, you may at sometimes get the cold side of things. You may sometimes get the hot side of things. If there was a sudden pullback where she's gone silent towards you, um, it really kind of depends on whether the last interaction you had with her was more on the, on the cold or more on the hot. If it was on the hot side of things, then it very well could be some sort of positive pullback where um, she had a positive interaction with you that was um, enjoyable for her, but it's really causing her to question who you are and whether you're the kind of person that she thinks of you as, much like what I talked about in yesterday's video. Again, check that out in the video card up in the corner. Um, but if it was on the cold side of things, if the two of you were having some sort of, um, let's just say contentious moment, whether that is uh, overtly in some sort of form of argument or disagreement, or whether it was um, more covert in terms of uh, maybe it was just an awkward moment or something like that, then your ex may be simply just pulling back, trying to decide how the two of you fit into each other's lives if you're the kind of person that she wants to have in her life and so on and so forth. But the most important thing for you to do is to focus on having positive interactions that are going to decrease that emotional gap between the two of you because it seems like right now there's a wide emotional gap between the two of you and I don't know exactly why that's happening but you probably have a better sense of that given that you are you know living in the middle of your situation and so what you want to do is you want to try and narrow that emotional gap as much as possible so that you and your ex can be on the same page when it comes to your emotions, when it comes to how you connect, when it comes to all of these many different factors. Okay, so I hope that helps you out there. Um, I saw there was a super chat. Let's get to that. Again, my understanding of things is that I am uh, ethically obligated to respond to all super chats. Um, I, don't, I don't ask for them, but you know, if you want to put one, my understanding of internet etiquette is that I must respond to them. So anyway, um, first of all, thank you for the $5, uh, you, you say, my ex wants me to quit my main job and to work full time with her. Um, it's a restaurant, she is my boss. I'm currently part time here with her. Okay, so when it comes to a situation like this, you have to ask yourself, do you want to quit your current job? And do you want to work in this restaurant environment? Um, that's the main thing to think about. Um, if that's something that you want to do, then by all means, go ahead and do it. If your current job is not particularly satisfying and you think that this job would be more satisfying or that there's more opportunity or whatever, then by all means, go for it. But you have to be careful about the covert contract aspect of things like what we were talking about with uh, Daddy's Girl a few a few moments ago. Come on, you got, guys, your screen names are killing me. Um, but uh, you have to think about that. If your intention is to quit your job and then 
get this job with your ex or your ex, I guess, is your boss. Um, and that as the result of that, your ex is going to say, wow, you know, we should be in a relationship again. Then that's a little bit of a covert contract, actually kind of a lot of a covert contract. So you want to be really careful about that. Okay. Because potentially you might quit this job and then you might go and get a job at the restaurant that your ex is, I, I don't know, I guess the manager, the owner, whatever of, and uh, potentially she may never get back together with you. And potentially, you know, she might end up in a relationship with somebody else. And then you're her employee, you're her, um, you know, person that she's managing. And again, that is a potential possibility. So you either need to overtly express these sorts of things to your ex and have an overt agreement, an overt contract rather than a covert one. Um, or you need to say, okay, you know, that's, that's just not a situation that I'm prepared for. So I, 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 I don't think that this sort of setup is really going to put me towards what I want for myself, put me towards what I want, um, for, for our connection between the two of us. I don't want there to be strings attached. I don't want this to feel like there's some sort of ulterior motive or hidden agenda or something like that. So... Um, you need to think about these sorts of things, but I mean, of course, if you just want to do this anyway for other reasons that don't involve your ex, like if your ex was, you know, somebody else and this just happened to be some other person that would be your manager and this would be like, yeah, I really want to do this, then hey, maybe that's something that you should do. Um, also, uh, you really have to consider the aspect of being coworkers with your ex or uh, with somebody that you may potentially be in a romantic relationship with. Um, that's another twist to this as well too. I don't know where you live, I don't know what the laws are, but um, I don't think that generally speaking, it's a very good idea to be in a relationship with somebody that you are working with. I think that it opens you up for at worst, potential, you know, lawsuits, legal things, getting fired, things like that, uh, potentially m more mild outcomes if things don't work out would be just really awkward situations and so on and so forth. Um, you know, of course, if it does work out, then hey, great, that's fine. But um, if it doesn't work out, you also have to think about the downside potential as well too. So just something to think about there. Anyway, guys, it's been about 30 minutes. So I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up so this doesn't become obnoxiously long, but thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what we're doing, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel if you're not already. Um, and of course, if you're not on our email newsletter, please make sure that you're signed up over there over at relationshipinnergame.com. With that being said, I am going to sign off and I'll try my best to be on here live tomorrow. Tomorrow might be a little bit weird since I have two uh, group coaching calls and those are always really intense, really um, long and big ordeals that actually strain my voice a bit, uh, just from all the talking. But um, anyway, I'll do my best to be on here live tomorrow. Anyway, take care. Thanks so much for tuning in. Talk to you next time.